The Temple of the Living God Sermon by New Hieromartyr Seraphim Zvezdinsky Today, as I promised, I will be discoursing with you on the subject of the Divine Liturgy. Christ says, Take, eat, this is my body, and further, drink of it all of you, for this is my blood of the new covenant. A multitude of shining stars fill the heavens. They are all but the sparks of God's vestments. Of them all the sun is the most beautiful, most radiant, and most bright. A multitude of sweet flowers cover pastures and fields. Of them all, the fragrant rose is the finest and most wonderful. A multitude of rivers, brooks, lakes, and streams run across the face of the earth, yet they all descend and flow into the vast, great, and immense ocean. A multitude of splendid bright stones are hidden in the bosom of the earth. There are sapphires, emeralds, rubies, yet the glistening diamond is more wonderful, purer, and brighter than all. So likewise, the spiritual world has stars, precious stones, and flowers of the spiritual pasture. The Orthodox Church guards a multitude of amazing stars, the hymns of praise, but they all converge in the sun of our Church, the Divine Liturgy. There are a multitude of marvelous flowers in the pasture of the Church, but the most wonderful rose is the Divine Liturgy. The sacred rites are the many magnificent precious stones, but brighter than all, the glistening diamond, is the Divine Liturgy. Every spring, every river, our holy mysteries, merge into the deepest and holiest mystery of the Divine Liturgy. In the Church we have the hands of Christ, His mouth and His eyes, and also His Divine Heart. His hands are the sacred rites. The language of Christ's mouth is his holy gospel. His eyes are the holy mysteries through which he gazes into our souls. His heart is the divine liturgy. Every church father speaks of the divine liturgy with delight. Blessed Augustine, a holy father of the West, exclaims, Thy wisdom could have created, could have established for humanity, even more spectacular flowers in the fields. And yet thy love has been shown forth to the greatest degree possible in the divine liturgy. And this is why. In the liturgy, Christ gives himself to the faithful in his life-creating body and blood. St. John Chrysostom says the divine liturgy is a great and magnificent gift. The very angels of God, if it is even possible to express such things in human language, envy us, mankind to whom it has been granted to partake in the divine body and blood. Myriads of angels flock to the place where the divine liturgy is served, and with trepidation they stand around the holy altar, covering their faces, while glorifying and praising the exalted mystery accomplished here. In such a manner, the Holy Fathers speak of the divine liturgy. In such awe they stood before it. The ancient Christians comprehended well what blessing is given to people in the mystery of the Eucharist. Daily, they approached the holy chalice. Oh, how pure their lives were! When they would depart on a long journey, they would take to themselves the holy mysteries, together with the cross on their chest as protection. 
Our forefathers would always begin the day with attending the liturgy. Only after it would they start the works needed for earthly life. This is how people of a Christian mind valued the Divine Liturgy. Many names are given the Divine Liturgy. The first Pascha, thus the ancient Christians and Holy Fathers called it. St. John Chrysostom states, The one present at the Divine Liturgy is like the beloved confidant of Christ. For the Liturgy is the mystical supper, and we, tasting of the Holy Mysteries, as it were, lean in on the heart of Christ and hear its pulse. The second name is Supper, for here is offered to us the heavenly bread, the life-creating body and blood of Christ. The third name is Eucharist, the fourth is Fellowship, and the liturgy is thus named because in the mystery of communion we enter into the uttermost fellowship with Christ. Through this mystery, Christ penetrates into all the members of our body. The fifth is the meal, in a similar manner to supper. The liturgy is called the meal because it is the dinner, the feast, to which the Lord calls his slaves through his servants. We are the slaves, yet how many among us are there who upon hearing the invitation of the king refuse to go? Rather, some prefer to go to their merchandise some to their field, and others do not want to leave the house because I have married a wife. The servants of the Lord, the archpastors and pastors, give the call, yet their call is not heard, as is not heard the call of the church, the call of Christ, the voice of Christ, the Holy Gospels. Not only is the call not heeded, but some even place obstacles in the way. They laugh, mock, and sneer at those who would come. Such people do not see that they are but beggars and wretches, pathetic, unfortunate, and accursed. They deprive themselves of the divine sun, the priceless diamond they trample underfoot in their delusion. My dear ones, my God-given flock, love the divine liturgy. Guard the fragrant rose of Christ. Enlighten your souls with the light of the divine sun. When you fail to attend the Divine Liturgy, count it as if you lost a day of your life. May there not be found in your midst Tolstoyites, Baptists, and Adventists, and the other sectarians and scoffers who deny the Holy Chalice. May your eyes ever behold the Holy Chalice. May your ears ever hear, take, eat, and take, drink. Ever. May you give thanks to the Lord for this most excellent gift, before which angels tremble. Praise ye the name of the Lord, O ye servants, praise the Lord.